0: busy day lots going on certainly watching the education stuff but there's actually other stuff going on too that uh, we don't want flying on, under the radar because it actually matters to you and this is one of those headlines because it all has everything to do with regulating and the censorship of the internet which the true government has gone full in on and they are creating quite a mess and the latest mess arises with uh, bill c18 this is a bill targeting the big tech companies So the idea the Trudeau government has is trying to force uh, Google and Facebook parent companies like Meta to strike commercial deals with newsrooms like ours where they would pay up to 30% to use our content. And the Trudeau government argues that, look, the money would go then into local news production, uh, which, again, I'll believe that when I see that. But when told that this would be mandatory, Meta's CEO testified at a pretty feisty committee hearing on Friday that if they are forced to pay for content... They just won't use Canadian content, to which then the Heritage Minister, Parliamentary Secretary, Chris Biddle, then accused Facebook of threatening Canadian safety because we wouldn't get the information we need. It was a bizarre, bizarre uh, attack. But the bottom line is Australia tried to do this and then found itself blocked out. But if you do anything online, if you have a career online, if you promote stuff online, the bill as presented out will pretty much be the end of that because that's how badly written it is. I want to bring Dr. Michael Geist into this. He's Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law and uh, has been sounding the alarms on these uh, big bills for the last couple of years. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you're busy. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So this isn't to be confused with Bill C-11, which is another disaster in the making, which is in the Senate right now. This is is going after the tech giants. Um, And it sounds, I think, on the surface that it makes sense. But at the end of the day, these big companies are not going to pay for what they don't have to pay for.
1: Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, I think there are concerns, of course, with journalism and the state of, of the sort of the media sector in Canada. The, there are several problems, any number of problems with this particular bill. Part of it is that it's not really directed to what well, most would think of, um local news. The parliamentary budget officer uh, thinks that this is going to generate hundreds of millions of dollars, but the vast majority of that will go to large broadcasters like Bell and the CBC, mm. not going to mm. go to your small local... Entities and which is actually
0: what we need. The small markets are so underserved. We need more small market reporting.
1: We do, that's and you know, thing. one of the things that's remarkable about handing more money over the CBC, alongside a bill that may actually exclude some of those small, some of the smaller startups that exist. In some of those communities, is actually going to make things worse. It's going to—it means not only are public dollars going to the CBC, but now Google and Facebook money would be going to the CBC as well, and might not even be going to some of the small media outlets who, uh, who are warning that many of them will be excluded based on the eligibility criteria. So, on that front, it's going to make matters worse. And a company like Facebook has looked at this and said, "Listen." You're basically pay, forcing us to pay for links. We don't post those links, our users post the links. And if you say that you're essentially liable on an almost an unlimited basis for links that get posted because if we don't strike a deal, you're going to bring in a commercial arbitrator who's going to impose something on us, then we're just going to take the position that we will not allow for sharing of news. It's not particularly important for our users based on their usage. They say it's only about three percent of the posts involve news. And so if the choice that the government presents is either pay for all of this, all these links, or don't do it at all, they're going to choose door number B and say we won't do it at all.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, you're making the matter worse when it comes to disinformation, because the the void would then just be filled up with a whole bunch of other stuff um, that isn't necessarily uh, true or not. And so... I get the sense that that they're in trouble on all of these, but they are ramming them through or trying to get these bills rammed through. And Heritage Canada actually came around, I think, uh, last night and said that they're going to consider allowing one-journalist news organizations to qualify uh, for these sharing deals with Google and Facebook under Bill C-11. Again, I don't think it's going to help anything. But, you know, they want to create this digital media, royal, uh, you know, the royalty framework. But how could they do this and make it work, or can it be done at all?
1: Well, I think there are solutions out there, quite frankly. I mean, the, the solution actually a number of the groups from across the spectrum have proposed that would do away with questions about who's eligible, about standards, about too much money going to the CBC or or Bell or some of the other large broadcasters, would simply be a fund. And so you could establish a system whereby you say either make sure you tax these companies appropriately and then use some of that money to help support the sector in fact we're already doing that um, the reality is between various tax credits hundreds of millions of dollars are going into the system to support these industries and over the last couple of years the data says that we haven't seen a decline in the net number of new new news outlets as compared to the ones that are closing so it may be that things have actually been stabilizing but even if they're not Creating some sort of fund that actually funds journalism as opposed to funding mm-hmm. uh, some of the large companies and broadcasters would be a way to do, a, would be a mechanism to do away with many of the kinds of problems that this bill is creating.
0: Yeah, or or just, uh, you know, fix the CBC so that they, you know, actually don't take advertising revenue away from the private broadcasters. I mean, there's a lot they could do there, but they won't. Having said all that, you know, we've had actors, we've had tech companies, online producers, streaming executives, like hundreds of people have come and, and testified against not just Bill C-18, but C- Bill C-11, a uh, warning of, of the dangers of what this will do. Why isn't this being met with more outrage and concern. Is it that Canadians aren't paying attention or do they not understand the, it's not like never mind me or you. It will affect everyday Canadians and what they actually get to see online and, and consume as far as content.
1: I think it has huge impacts for the for the internet and the free flow of information and freedom of expression online. Once you start saying that you're creating a system that's going to require payment for links, which really is basically just telling us where we can find information online, I think that's got very negative implications for freedom of expression. And in fact, the government is saying that only some links get paid for, the ones from those large companies, as opposed to not from the smaller outlets, and only when they appear on certain platforms. So, post a link to an article from uh, the Toronto Sun and on Facebook, and that's something that the government says is valuable and should be paid for, post the same link on Twitter, and they say, well, no, it isn't, because Twitter is unlikely to be seen as part of this system. So there's a lot that doesn't make sense here. You're right that on C-11, I think the public has spoken out, um, but the government, for whatever reason, it's hard to understand, Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez is just kind of marching ahead, despite the obvious opposition. On C-18, quite frankly, they've done their very best to keep this below the radar screen. they did didn't want many hearings on it at all. the government has bring, has largely been trying to bring in foreign witnesses some of whom don't even have, have, don't have any expertise in the Canadian legislation at all and just trying to run out the clock and in a sense try to keep Canadians not aware of what's taking place with this legislation.
0: Yeah, the obstruction uh, and the bullying tactics we've heard with certain witnesses. I mean, it's outrageous what what has happened and not really been uh, reported widely. Having said that, Doctor, where do things stand now? I mean, it's in the hands of the Senate. And and again, there's supposed to be independent senators in there. But where does this stand? Um, you know, I know that guys like uh, Senator Leo Housakis are trying to push this back. But are they ultimately going to get passed as is? And then is that just, I mean, they can get torn out again. But wouldn't the damage then be done?
1: Yeah, okay, so again, let's focus. Uh, remember, there are two different bills here. There's a bill before yeah. the Senate right now in C 11. Um, well, it remains to be seen. Those hearings have been ongoing, and it's possible that the Senate will propose some changes. It would go then back to the House. The government and Heritage Minister. Have indicated they don't want to back down, but Senate uh, certainly has has heard far more about the problems mm. this creates and may be inclined to make changes. As for C eighteen, this news bill that's still before the House, it hasn't passed yet, and um, there are one last there's one last set of witnesses. I'm actually scheduled to appear that's tomorrow, um, and then thereafter, the government has said we're moving to clause by clause, and they want to get this bill passed and out of the House of Commons. One would think within a matter of weeks.
0: If it's right or wrong, they don't care. They just want it through. Well, nonetheless, we can't say uh, you haven't been warning people because you have, but I appreciate very much you giving clarity on this. Thanks.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: That's Dr. Michael Geist who uh, joins us here, and he knows everything about things like e-commerce on the legality side. He's been warning for a very long time about this coming, and for whatever reason, they want this rammed through, uh, no matter the damage it will cause. I, look the, it, it will affect me, of course it will, but it will affect everyday Canadians. You want to go see cat videos from Spain? You won't be able to see them. You'll, gotta, you'll have to look at Canadian cats' videos first. <laughs> Is that what you want? Reruns of beachcombers and stuff when you go searching YouTube? Nonetheless, we'll keep an eye on that.